podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thursday, September 3rd, two-footed podcast brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider, so do check out their services at LibertyShield.com. Before we start, just want to make you aware of the competition that we're running with our friends, 3Retro. Uh, they, they are giving away a free classic retro shirt. So all you need to do is go to Twitter retweet the tweet from the EPL index account or from the two footed uh, at two footed pod account and then follow at three retro at EPL index and at two footed pod. That competition will run until the 11th of this month. You still have eight days to get involved, but they've got incredible stuff up on the website at three retro.com. Make sure you check that out and tell them that we sent you right it's a bit of a slow news day. Um, the only thing of note so far today is that Leicester have decided to uh, park company with their long-serving head physio. Now, Leicester's medical department is seen by and large as one of the very best in the entire Premier League. In fact, they've won multiple awards in the sports science industry. And this man is very highly rated. But based on prior experience of Brendan Rodgers and Brendan Rodgers' behavior, I would imagine that one of two things has happened here. Either the departing physio is not a yes man, which is what Brendan wants around him, or... Brendan was looking for a scapegoat to explain the collapse, the historic collapse of Leicester's 2019-2020 uh, season. And they did have some, some key injuries in that period of time. Ricardo Pereira, James Madison, Ben Chilwell missed games. So I would imagine it's one of those two things. Either he's looking for a scapegoat or this man wasn't a yes man. So Brendan's going to remove him and get something, someone in who will uh, dance to the beat of Brendan's drum. But that's pretty much it. Uh, the Thiago Alcantara to Liverpool. Oh, sorry. Um, that saga runs and runs is just boring at this point. So we're not even going to talk about it. Uh, what we are going to talk about is potential transfers. A little bit of fantasy football. A little bit of football manager. Um, I look at every team in the Premier League and they all have needs. And there's a, a lot of them being linked with a lot of players and some are the right players, some I don't think are the right players. But what I thought I'd do is I thought I'd go through all 20 teams, one by one, uh, and just quickly give one player that I think would fill... A position, a position of need for that team. 
Now, what I've tried to do here is avoid players who've been linked in the mainstream media over the last couple of months. Now, if, I, if there's anybody here that I've got who has been linked, I apologize. I, I don't keep track of everything. But these are players that I haven't seen linked to these clubs. Uh, so Guy, um, producer Guy is going to give me a, a helping hand on this one. So Guy, let's get started. Hello. Uh, yeah, so I mean, firstly, I suppose we have to start with Arsenal. We do. And I think they're going to play a 3-4-3 this year. And when I look at that 3-4-3, the position of need is central midfield. It looks like Danny Ceballos is coming back on loan. So you need someone who'll complement him, who's got the skill set that will mesh with him. I think Dennis Zakaria from Borussia Mönchengladbach could be the answer here. 23 years of age, powerful player, box-to-box style, really good ball winner, good ball carrier, progressive player, has added goals to his game a little bit as well. Uh, Two and 23 last year, maybe not so impressive, but four the year before. Not a massive goal scorer, but someone who will get you a couple of goals over the course of the season. I think Dennis Zakaria in terms of Arsenal's budget as well, would be a good signing. Sounds impressive, sounds impressive. Um, move on to Aston Villa, who uh, announced your your pick of the summer so far, Matty Cash. Yeah, very impressed with the Matty Cash signing. Obviously, we know they're looking to address needs up front. I also think they need a little bit more quality in midfield. So Ross Barkley of Chelsea, still only 26 years of age, still a very, very talented player. Obviously, an England international, 33 caps. Kind of out of the mix at Chelsea, squad player, but he's deserving of a much bigger platform. I think if you put Barkley in the midfield with Grealish, with Douglas Louise, and then with one more, maybe Marvellous Nakamba or John McKinn, I think that's a really good diamond midfield. Freeze the right flank up for cash. You sort your front two out. I think that secures a very comfortable mid-table finish for Aston Villa. Was there any reason you didn't pick um, forward there, Dave, just for Aston Villa? I think that the ones that they've been linked with are the ones that make the most sense. Ollie Watkins is the one that makes the most sense for them with the Dean Smith connection. And the one I would have picked if I was looking at it objectively is Milot Rashika, and they've already been linked with him. Interesting. So we'll move on to Brighton, who... Maybe apart from Chelsea, you've probably been the busiest so far in the summer. A lot of turnover. Where are you seeing the opportunity for for them to buy? So I really like what they're doing at the moment. um, And I don't think they need to do too much. I think they need a left wing back. And I think they need to bring in a couple up front. They've been busy on the up front uh, side of things. Heavy links to Nicholas Gonzalez of Stuttgart. Uh, I think that one could get done. He's really close friends with Alexis McAllister. And that would be a really good signing. But I do think they need more of a nine as well because Gonzalez is similar enough to what they have with Mope, Trossard, that kind of more mobile, drops off, drops wide type of inside forward. I think they need a nine. Darwin Nunes looked like the one they were going for, but he's going to Benfica. I think Woot Weghorst, or Woot Weghorst perhaps, from Wolfsburg is is the guy here. Um, maybe not the most attractive of signings, given that he's six six and he's a target man. But he's he is a lot more than that. He's a natural goal scorer. Over the last five years, fifteen and thirty nine, eighteen and forty nine, 
27 and 37, 18 and 36, 20 and 42. He scores goals. He's got great hold-up play, great link play, brings players in, really good finisher in the box. Shades of Peter Crouch, nimble feet for a big man. I think Veghorst could replace a lot of what Glenn Murray used to give them and add more quality than Glenn Murray ever had. I think if you put him in the mix with Gonzalez, with Mopay, with Trossard, with McAllister playing behind them, I think Brighton could potentially push for top half finish this year. Interesting. I do like Brighton, even though they sacked me on a firm. Um, Sean Dyche's Burnley. I mean, you did a bit of a deep dive on him yesterday, Dave. Anything you missed out from yesterday's pod? So with day? Burnley, the obvious thing here is is the budget, but I, I'm being a little bit generous to Mr. Dyche because I think he deserves it. As I discussed the other day, he works miracles every year. He gets more out of his players than pretty much any manager in the league. I think what they need to add is a little bit more creativity. So I look at their midfield, Dwight McNeil on the right-hand side, cutting in on that left foot. Um, you've got Cork and Westwood in midfield and Brownhill in that rotation as well. I think Jeff Hendrick is, is a big loss for them, and I think they need someone to replace what he offers, which is a bit of creativity, a bit of goals, a lot of hard work, really good at linking play. So we're moving that up a notch. And Todd Cantwell from Norwich, I think, would be a really nice fit here. Playing off the left, coming in field, opening the channels. Because Dyche's fullbacks do get forward. Ignore what you hear about them just being a purely defensive team. He does push his fullbacks on. I think Todd Cantwell opposite Dwight McNeil gives you two really exciting young players that you can build on. I like the central midfield. The strike partnership works. Not always the most aesthetically pleasing, but it works. And he makes the defence work no matter who's there. I think Todd Cantwell makes a massive difference for them. I like that show. Um, Chelsea, who have bought every player in the world, so this will be surprisingly easy considering that. Yeah, I mean, they have literally bought everybody. Um, I think goalkeeper is the biggest need because even though I think Kepa is a much better keeper than what we've seen at Chelsea, I do just think maybe psychologically he's broken a little bit and maybe the relationship between him and Lampard and him and the club has just gone a little bit too far. They seem content with having brought in Thiago Silva at centre-back and it seems like Declan Rice is the only move they're going to make to bring in a holding midfielder or another centre-back. They'll bring him in and he'll platoon between both. But goalkeeper, I think they will address. Uh, Predrag... Rajakovic of Stad de Reims is the one I've gone with here. Last season, he was exceptional. I think the best goalkeeper in the French league last year as Reims finished sixth, which was quite surprising. And they did it based on a brilliant defence. Um, I would be surprised to see him stay, to be totally honest, given his performances last season. They only conceded 21 goals in 28 games. If they'd been able to score at a decent level, they only scored 26 in 28 games, they could have gotten uh, a Champions League spot. But their defence was remarkable. He was remarkable. So Predrag Rajkovic, I'll butcher his name, Predrag Rajkovic, he's the, the goalkeeper I think Chelsea should be looking at. Big commanding, quick off his line, good on crosses, great shot stopper, good organiser. I think he'd be the guy. 
it genuinely does sound like the opposite of Kepa. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's probably what Chelsea fans want, to be fair. Um, Crystal Palace, who aren't known for being big spenders, but they've already got one of your favourites from the summer. Yeah, Eberichi Easy, I really like. I really like the Nathan Ferguson signing as well. Getting younger, bringing in more talent that you can mould and build for the post-Hodgson era and sticking with that idea. Uh, former Leeds player Ronaldo Vieira of Sampdoria is the one I'm going for here. As a box-to-box midfielder who can also play as a sitting controller, I think he's a really good player. I think he'd bring a freshness to the midfield because if you look at Koyate, you look at Milojojevic and you look at uh, James MacArthur, they're all 30, they're all kind of, you know, not past their best, but they're about to hit the slope. Uh, and even the likes of James McCarthy, who's also there, he's kind of pushing 30 as well. The Max Meyer thing just didn't work for them. I think Ronaldo Vieira, rumoured to want to move back to England, uh, could be a really good fit. England under 21 international as well, so it's got good pedigree, has been good for Sampdoria. Um, I think he'd be a really nice fit there. Plus the name is just spot on <laughs> well that's exactly it and the best part about him is his brother's name is Romario beautiful yeah beautiful. So he's got he's, he's a twin and his dad named them Ronaldo and Romario and then moved them to Leeds if they have a younger Which, kid it's got to be Ronaldinho <laughs> has to be has, has to, to be. be yeah uh Everton um looks like they've They've got uh, the two big signings and Decoris on the way as well. A- any other positions of weakness? I think centre-back is an issue. Uh, I did think right-back, but it does look like Kenny, T- Kenny Tete from Lyon will arrive to fill that role. Centre-back and goalkeeper are the two then that I'd be focused on. But I think a ball-playing centre-back who can step out of defence, carry the ball forward, and just give them a little bit of something because creatively they're not going to get much from their midfield. Alan, Dukure, and Gabaman, and even Fabian Delph, they're not creative players. Uh, so I think someone who can step out from the back and maybe move the ball progressively from there. Christopher Ayer from Celtic uh, has been linked to Liverpool, but I don't think he's been linked to, to, to Everton. I think he'd be a really nice fit at Everton next to Mason Holgate. That's the pairing I'd look at with Dina on the right, on, on the left, and Tete then on the right. I think that's a strong back four. I really like Yerry Mina, but he doesn't stay fit, and that's an issue for me. So Christopher Ayer from or Ager from Celtic. Yeah, it'd be a young uh, partnership with uh, Holgate there, wouldn't it? It'd be quite impressive. Exactly. Something you something you can build on for mm. for the longer term. Absolutely. Um Fulham, who last time in the Premier League went absolutely bonkers and bought everyone. Uh, this time, seem a little bit more reserved. Bought a few players. Got uh, is it Harrison Reed and Lamina, and I'm probably forgetting some others. But they look like the fit. I've gone strong in midfield. Any other positions that are needed? Goals. They absolutely need to get goals into this team. Mitrovic won't get enough goals over the course of the season by himself. They need to get someone else in who scores. Somebody who fits with Mitrovic is is obviously what they want, not someone to replace him because Mitrovic is their best player. Um, I've got this might be ambitious, but they definitely have the money. Pat Sandaka from uh, Red Bull Salzburg, natural penalty box predator, very, very quick, 
good finisher, a little bit raw, but great instincts for a goal. I think Pat Sandaka next to Mitrovic would be very, very exciting. And I think they could get enough goals to keep Fulham up, which is obviously the goal for them. Yeah, very interesting with Fulham and see how it differentiates from last time they came up. Um, Leeds, um, obviously been somewhat busy in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they bought that centre-back, um, Rodrigo as well, the link with DePaul. Any other positions? So I'm conscious of budget here as well. Um, like you said, they brought in Robin Cock, they brought in Rodrigo. Looks like Rodrigo DePaul could be the next one. Uh, strongly linked to the young Croatian centre-back. I think a right-winger. They've got Jack Harrison coming back in on loan. I think he'll play left-wing. I think Rodrigo de Paul will be one in the middle of the field um, with Calvin Phillips plus whoever else. I think someone on the right-wing would be ideal. Now, I did originally think of a left-footer who'll cut inside but the market for them isn't great at the moment. And again, I, I was conscious of the budget and how much they'll have to spend if they get Rodrigo de Paul and, and the other centre-back. So Gerard Delafeu from Watford, mm-hmm. um, he's very, very talented, but he is inconsistent. But 26, he's in his prime. He is, a, you know, he's got Spain caps, so he's not some scrub. He's had really good seasons in the Premier League. Um, in 1819, he scored 10 Premier League goals from a wide area. That's very impressive in a struggling team. I think he would come in at pace, directness. He'd have a, a you know someone he knows there in Rodrigo. I think that could be a good link up with Harrison then on the other flank. Rodrigo de Paul pulling the strings. Calvin Phillips holding it together. I think one of the issues Leeds have as well is that Luke Ayling is a is a good defensive right back. I'm not sure he's great going forward. I think he's willing going forward. I just don't know that he's great and I don't know that he's massively productive. I think Delafeu could be that productive player. And he can also tuck in a little bit and free the flank for that overlapping fullback. So Gerard Delafeu then from Watford would be uh would be the choice there. Yeah, they've been linked with our Harry Wilson, so I think the position is spot on. Um, Leicester, Brendan's Leicester. Very, Brendan's Leicester. Yes. I love what most of what they have. Um, they've got a great right back. They're bringing in another right back to play left back, but they've got good depth at full back now as well with James, Dust- James Justin and Young Thomas. Um, I think they need a starting centre-back to go with Sionchu, and that would make Evans and um, Benkovic the backups, and that would be strong. But looking a bit for, further forward, they've got Vardy up front, obviously. Indeed, he's the holding midfielder. And then the four that play across, Harvey Barnes in the left, Tielemans and Madison in the middle. The one position they lack is that right-wing position. And I think naturally you will want someone who's going to cut infield so that you're not blocking the path of Ricardo Pereira. I think David Brooks from Bournemouth would be perfect. Um, stylistically, he fits into what Rogers wants. He'll provide goals. He'll provide creativity. Only 23. Bournemouth obviously went down. I don't think he'll cost anything close to the 50 million that was been talked about when Manchester United were rumoured. I think 30 million would get him... Leicester definitely have the money. I think he'd be a perfect fit. 
yeah, having their right wing spot's been a, a strange one for them. Um, Liverpool, who's your non Tiago person? Yeah, so Liverpool's needs are, are, are coming into the summer were fairly clear cut. Backup left back, backup centre back, backup attacker, and a starting midfielder. So th- eventually Thiago will either sign for Liverpool or sign somewhere else, and that can just be put to bed. But he'd be the midfielder that you'd want. Um, they addressed the left back situation with uh, Costa Simicus. I think the centre back is the, is the the one I'd I'd aim at here. I think the perfect one has been linked in Ozan Quebec. But that's gone a little bit quiet. And I think there is another option out there who's very, very similar to him, similar level of talent, similar style of play, potentially a better pure defender. Uh, Marish Kambula from Hellas Verona. Heavily linked to uh, Inter before Inter decided that they didn't want to sign quality young players. They just wanted to sign years past their best older players. So they focused on Arturo Vidal, and Alexander Kolarov, neither of whom have been very good for a couple of years now. So uh, Kambula is kind of stuck in in limbo, and I think Liverpool would be well served to jump on him. I think you'd get him for around twenty million, maybe even a little bit less. I think he's a brilliant defender, um, high high ceiling, only twenty years of age. Good passer of the ball, but a great defender, real old school defender, but decent pace, can play in a high line. I think he'd be a great signing for them. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've already really heard of him through you, and he does sound very impressive. Uh, any reason you didn't pick back up forward um, for Liverpool? I think the the most likely option is probably Ishmael Assar or a young player. And if I was looking at a young player, I'd probably look at someone like Jeremy Doku of Anderlecht. Um, but I don't know that that gets people all that interested or excited. And uh, I, I just I kind of wanted to look for the areas that I think are most likely to get like Liverpool's need at centre back is not just like you want mm. improvement it's it's a physical need of a body as well whereas up front they do have bodies they have Brewster they have Shakiri they still own Wilson they have Harvey Elliott they have Origi like they have bodies to throw at the issue up front at centre back you've got. Virgil, you've got Joe Gomez, you've got Joel Matip, and after that you're pulling players like Fabinho from midfield. So I just think centre back is probably a bigger a bigger need at the minute. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Man City, who are linked with a lot of people, but not done as much as maybe you'd expect so far. Yeah, so far I think they've only added squad depth in Ferran Torres and Nathan Aki. I think. They've got a couple of big needs in the team, and one of them is the right-side centre-back role. They've obviously been linked with Koulibaly, but he's a left-sided centre-back and who's you know, 29 and will cost £70 million. There's, there's no value in that signing for me. You're buying a player, you're going to shift him out of position. He's probably going to start to decline in the next year or two. It, to me, it wouldn't make sense as a signing, uh, but this one does. Ruben Diaz, central defender from Benfica, 23 years of age, powerful, commanding player, very, very quick, good cover defender, an aggressive leader, can be front foot defender or a sweeper style. So he fits really well into what Pep wants, really good at playing out from the back, as all Benfica school defenders are. I think you put him next to Americ Laporte. 
I think he would very, very quickly become a top five, a top five centre back in the Premier League. And with Laporte, that would mean that they have two of the top five, which would give them a solid base in front of Ederson. Ederson, who he knows and has played with, um, Kyle Walker at right back, left back is a need, obviously, but buying Ruben Diaz solidifies that central defensive spot for a long, long time to come. And I think him and Laporte would be really, really good together. And uh, Man United, which attacking midfielder do you want? <laughs> yes, they only, they only sign attacking midfielders, apparently. But I'm going the other way. And we have a run of centre-backs here because United's two biggest needs are holding midfield and centre-back. They need a partner for Harry Maguire. And I think that partner needs to be quick comfortable on the ball, commanding in the air. Nikola Milinkovic of Fiorentina is the choice here. I think he has the potential to be one of the best centre-backs in the world. He won't be cheap, but I do think you'd have a bit of change from 50 million. I think he'd fit perfectly next to Maguire. You've got Wan-Bissaka, you've got him, you've got Maguire. I think that then allows you to develop Brandon Williams at left-back and not have to worry about buying a left-back. I think Brandon Williams and Luke Shaw get you through the season. You need to address the holding midfield role, but I think Nikola Milinkovic will be too good an opportunity for United to pass up. So what do you think about Donny van der Beek playing de- defensive midfield? I think he, he, there's more chance that he plays in goal and is a success. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I'm sure you've liked some of the teams you've seen on Twitter from. Oh, they're great. <laughs> they're great. It's great when you have you have accounts with like four and five hundred thousand followers putting out these things, or you have you know alleged journalists. Oh, that's a great piece of business. It's a great piece of business. How? Why? Explain it. A great fit for United. Tell me how, and not one of them can. Because most of them are spoofers. Um, not having the Donny van der Beek is a great signing thing. He's a great, he's a really good player. Really, really good player. He's a wrong signing at the wrong time for United. Oh, but they're building a squad. They haven't built their team. <laughs> build your team and then build your squad. Don't try and do both. It's, it's a badly true. run club. That is a badly run club. It's true. They're still getting Sancho, though. Um... Newcastle, I mean, we were talking to Jake, who's obviously a writer on the site and does the roundtable. Did did that chat change any opinion on Newcastle for you? Not really. Um, the fullback situation is an abomination. Um, I don't think Rob Holding moves the needle at centre-back. I also think he's much more suited to a back three than a back four. And Jake is, is of the opinion, and we'll go with his, that Newcastle will play a back four next year because post lockdown that's mainly what they what they did. I don't I don't think holding improves them at all. It's a strange signing. I think he'll he'll get as little game time as he would have would have at Arsenal, maybe even less, because uh, you know, Arsenal are trying to sell the likes of Socrates and Mustafi and a couple of others. But their fullback situation is is so bad. And I I think left-back is probably worse than right-back, but I think the better option for them is available at right-back, and that's Jaden Bogle of Derby County, who I think has the potential to be a very, very good right-back. Very, very good going forward. 
big, strong athlete, quality on the ball, better defensively than you'd expect of a defender at that age, but still makes rudimentary mistakes that just you know, they happen when you're 19, 20. Uh, but Jaden Bogle has all the talent to be a very, very good player for a very, very long time. And I think Newcastle could get a bargain if they go knock on Derby's door. Hmm. What do you make of them being linked with the, the two Bournemouth lads, Fraser and uh, Wilson? Uh, Wilson makes sense because they need goals. Fraser, it depends on how they play. I mean, he wouldn't be a starter for me. But if I was Newcastle and I was going to play what I think they should do, is, which is a 4-4-2, and play Wilson and Big Joe up front, and then have Fraser in sort of rotation with Almiron and St. Maximum on the wings, that I think is is strong. That I think gets you somewhere. Um, I think you'll get 38 good games between those three wingers. So, yeah, I, I'd be in favour. And Fraser on a free, the only thing I'll say is, the guy hasn't kicked a ball in anger since March. His attitude last season stank. So I would be just a little bit wary of him. But there's no question that he's a talented player and he'll he'll improve Newcastle from a squad perspective. If you want anyone to inspire a player, it is Steve Bruce. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Uh, I do that's like exactly Steve. It. I actually like Steve Bruce. <laughs> um, he's got a big head. He does. Um, Sheffield United, probably the surprise package of last season. I'm not even sure what they've done apart from Ramsdale this summer. Um, Ramsdale yeah. seems to be the only the only like starter quality player coming in. I think they they need to slowly start to turn the team over and improve in certain areas. They were linked to to Matty Cash uh, as a replacement for George Baldock or an upgrade on Baldock, but that one obviously didn't go ahead because he went to Villa. I looked through the team and there's a couple of players that stand out as ones that I think you, you, you could look to upgrade. And one of them is Ollie Norwood. I think Sander Berger coming in, was a, a good step up for the midfield, and I think another step up for the midfield is warranted. Baptiste Santa Maria from Angers in France is a top-class holding midfielder. He's 25 years of age. He's very, very good on the ball. He had the most tackles and the most uh, successful tackles in uh, the French League last year. I think he would be a really good fit next to Berger and then whichever one of Lundstrom and Fleck they want to play with them. I think he'd be a great signing for them. I don't think he'd be too expensive. I think he'd be 15 to 18 million. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one because they obviously came up as such a tight-knit unit. So it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, they move they, along they just, they just can't afford to do a Bournemouth and be over-reliant on players that you know help them get up, help them establish themselves that first year and then got found out a little bit. And... I like Ollie Norwood, and I think he's a good squad player, but I do think it's a position you can upgrade on. And Baptiste Santa Maria would be an upgrade for most Premier League teams. I think you put him in Berger, you've got two really good midfielders that you can build around. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. The, the bottom of comparison, apart from that, Sheffield can actually defend, <laughs> uh, but that, that always helps. But uh, Southampton. Um, I think they made a couple signed about that centre back um, and someone else. I'm completely forgetting about. But yeah, um, Kyle Walker Peters in the right the back, and Salisu is the centre back. So you can see what Ralph is trying to do: build a base, build solidity. Uh, they lost Heusberg. I think that's a bigger 
bigger loss than than their fan base are are letting on. Um, and I think I'd be looking to replace him. I think that's the area they need to look at holding midfield. Ibrahim Sanger from Toulouse, absolutely perfect for them. High energy player, really aggressive, great ball winner, can carry the ball, good passer, can be a little bit, can get a little bit over aggressive at times, but I think Ralph will rein that in on him. He could play for pretty much every team in the Premier League at one level or another, either as a starter or a, a quality squad player. I think he'd be the ideal holding midfielder to sit in next to James Ward-Prowse and give them a little bit more tempo. And I'm sure I shot, saw a tweet from uh, Get French Football that he was uh, his price had gone down actually to like ten million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, about ten million, mm-hmm. and because they were relegated, ah, right. so so they need to sell. Um, he's far too good to drop down with them. Somebody's go- somebody is going to get an absolute bargain with him this summer. It'd be very interesting to see where he goes because he's been like he's been like, like Arsenal and stuff, hasn't he? Mm. Um, Tottenham documentary Tottenham. Yeah, um, this was one of the tougher ones. Um, Everton was tough and Leeds were tough because I was trying to take budget into account. Like they're spending a lot of money and they don't have an unlimited supply. And Spurs was tough because you look through their team and there's not a huge amount of holes. Like if Aurier goes, they'll need a backup right back to Doherty. Um, the, the left backs. You could buy a starter, but then do you block Ryan Sessegnon's path? And that's not ideal if you do that. Goalkeeper, they could do with buying a successor to Hugo Lloris, but they've got three senior goalkeepers at the moment, so you'd be buying a keeper to loan them out. That's not exciting for anybody. Um, So the two things, I originally thought, okay, a backup for Harry Kane, and they must have looked at 20 different players. But... What struck me then as I just was looking through their squad is that all their centre-backs, Toby, Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, Tanganga, and Juan Voigt, they all play right-side centre-back by nature. They're all right-side centre-backs. None of them like playing on the left. They'll play there, but you're not getting their best because it's not their position. So I think a starting left-side centre-back is actually the move here. Now, it looks like they're looking to sell Juan Voigt, or Foyt. Um, I think a loan for Tanganga is the move with him. Loan him to the Championship, get him 35 starts at that level. I think he'll come back a much better player. I think a starting left-side centre-back is the need. Abdu Diallo from Paris Saint-Germain would be perfect. Big and strong, good on the ball, a a natural leader, only 24, has been around a little bit, you know, came through at Monaco, went to Mainz one season there, went to Dortmund one season there, went to PSG, only had the one season there. He needs to go somewhere and settle, but he needs to go somewhere and play. Only made 16 appearances in the league last year, 23 in all competitions. Presnel Kimbembe is their left-side centre-back, so his path at PSG is blocked. Unless they're going to move to a back three, 
his path is blocked. Now, he can play left-back, and he did at times during the year play left-back, but it's not his best position. Um, and, like, Kimbembe's only a year older than him. So it's not like he's going to age and Diallo will step in. I think Abdu Diallo would be absolutely perfect as a replacement for Jan Vertonghen, as an upgrade on Jan Vertonghen of the last couple of years. I think he can be the leader of that defence as well. Toby's a talker, but if you look at the Toby and Jan dynamic, Jan was always the leader and Toby was the follower. I think Abdu Diallo can fill that void perfectly for Spurs. And I don't think he'd be overly expensive. Yeah, I think um, they've not really been the same since Toby and Jan have separated and aged, have they? I mean, even Toby was probably still better than what Jan was, but he's uh, he's regressed a smidge, hasn't he? He has. Injuries have taken the toll on him as well. And I think you could start to look at a long-term pairing of Davinson and, um, and Diallo. And maybe then you use Toby... A bit like City used Vincent Company in later years where you play him for big games, but you don't you don't roll him out for with respect for Fulham at home. Mm. You don't roll him out for Newcastle away. You keep him for Arsenal at home, Man United away, those type of games. Yeah, makes sense. Makes and sense. your Champions League games when yeah. you have them. Yeah. Um West Brom, I mean, they've been linked with a lot of players, um, maybe on permanence or loan again from, from the championship season. But I think they've only made the one signing so far, haven't they? So you yeah, might, just, might, be, might want to do more than one on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's, I, think, I think they have four needs. I think they need one, one in defence, one in midfield, uh, creative wide player and a goal scorer. Now, Carolyn Grant from Huddersfield looks like he is the one they've targeted as the goal scorer. And I think that's the right signing for them. Um, Grady Diangana, who was with them last year, and it, it would have been a replacement for him they were looking for. It looks like they've had a bid accepted for him. Somewhere somewhere between 15 and 18 million pounds. I think it's foolish by West Ham to let him go. But he is a really good player. And if, if West Brom can get him, they absolutely should. He'll do well in the Premier League. Um, so that leaves defence and um, and midfield. I think Lewis Cook from from Bournemouth is the one to to target here. Um, as with Brooks, Bournemouth are in financial bother. I don't think his wages are astronomical. I considered Jefferson Lerma here originally because I thought you know a bit more aggression, a bit more energy, a bit more powerful. But Lerma's wages, I think, would be prohibitive for uh, for West Brom, whereas I don't think Lewis Cooks would be. And Cook brings a bit more versatility. He's neat and tidy on the ball. He's one I considered for, for Burnley, but they don't really have a need in centre midfield. I think Lewis Cook would add quite a lot to this West Brom team. Um, and I think if he's playing regular in the Premier League, I think Lewis, Lewis Cook is probably in the England squad. So... Um. Yeah, Lewis Cook. Yeah, I've always liked Lewis Cook. Um, he if he gets back where he was pre-injury, I think he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, West Ham. Um, certainly an interesting team. Uh, what, what do you see for them? So, 
they're I think they have a, a, a top ten midfield and attack and a bottom three or four back four. Um they definitely need to address the goalkeeper thing because all their goalkeepers are quite old, but it's not something for this summer. Their fullback situation, <clears throat> excuse me, the fullback situation is the only fullback situation worse than Newcastle. But I also think they need a centre-back. And as I went over a bunch of names, the one that just stood out to me as somebody that would make sense and fit the David Moyes defensive setup is Michael Keane from Everton. Now, I tried to avoid, you know, moving Premier League player to other Premier League club on this. But I get, I did give Everton a, a new centre-back and that would push Keane out of the pecking order, uh, which I think would make him available. So I think Michael Keane would be a really solid fit at, uh, at West Ham. At 27, he's in his prime. He's always been a good talker. He's always been an organiser. He's better when used in small spaces than when he went to Everton. He was asked to play more of an expansive game, which doesn't suit him. Moyes will simplify that make things a little bit more straightforward for him, similar to what Sean Dyche did with him at Burnley. Um, I think Michael Keane could be the ideal partner for Issa Diop. Now, they'll still need to sort those full-back positions. Um, if I had to bet, I'll, I'd bet they only solve one. I think they might buy a right-back and skip on a left-back this year and hope to get through with Cresswell and Masuaka. Um I think they might buy a right back, but I think they have to buy a centre back. I think they really have to go and buy a centre back. I think Ogbonna is good, but he's injury prone and he is declining. I think Michael Keane's a really nice fit there. When you mentioned David Moyes and centre back, I thought you were going to say Phil Jagielka. I won't lie. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Jagielka is is sort of the the blueprint of what Moyes wants in a centre back, and I do think Michael Keane can be that player. For West Ham, no, it's a good point because he he must have been at Everton ten plus years. He was he was, he was a great player for them. Mm. Um, Wolves again have had a strange window so far. I don't even think they've bought anyone of note. Um, lost Do- uh, Doherty, who was obviously a big player for them. I was. Um, what what are you saying for them here? Right, so I think that's the position that's most in need. Now I think they need centre backs. I thought going into this window, they badly needed to address their centre-back situation. But with Doherty leaving, that becomes the primary concern, is to replace him. It looked like Ainsley, Maitland and Niles would go there, but Arsenal have decided to keep him. Doherty was so important to how they played. He was someone that they ran their team through um, at times. That has to be replaced. So you, and you have to get someone... like You can't just buy a somewhat attacking right-back, throw him out there and say, right, well, he can do the job. You know, he's an attacking right-back. You need someone that's shown they can do it. And I think Max Ahrens of Norwich has shown he can do that. I think when when they came up, they ran an awful lot of what they did through him. And when they were promoted, it was him and Emi Buendia. That that right-hand side was entirely responsible for their creativity. And he's a really clever player who makes really clever runs. He's not your traditional just overlapping fullback who just overlaps time and time and time again he'll underlap he'll make cutting runs he'll do zigzag patterns so he'll go one way go the other and then cut back again 
Max Ahrens is a super intelligent young footballer. I think he's got a really high ceiling. Defensively, he's suspect, but Matt Doherty's a bad defender, so you're not really losing anything there. You're losing a little bit of physicality. He's not quite the, you know, he doesn't have quite the powerful frame that Doherty has, but he's quicker than Doherty. I think he's got better dribbling ability than Doherty. And he picks a better pass than Doherty. Now, he's not as good a crosser as Doherty, but I think he might be a more versatile crosser. His pullbacks are phenomenally good. He picks the spot perfectly. And if you've got the likes of Ruben Neves and Joao Moutinho stepping forward from midfield onto a cutback, that's somewhere you can get yourself a lot of goals. So Max Ahrens of Wolves uh, is the one for me. And that completes... Our 20 teams. So just to give you a quick recap then on, on what I went through there. Dennis Zakaria to Arsenal. Ross Barkley to Villa. Uh, Vootweghorst to Brighton. Todd Cantwell to Burnley. Predrag Jaskovic to Chelsea. Ronaldo Vieira to Palace. Christopher Ayer to Everton. Patson Dacca to Fulham. Gerard Delefeu to Leeds. David Brooks to Leicester. Marash Kambula to Liverpool, Ruben Diaz to Man City, Nikola Milinkovic to Man United, Jaden Bogle to, to Newcastle, Baptiste Santa Maria to Sheffield United, Ibrahim Sanger to Southampton, Abdu Diallo to Tottenham, Lewis Cook to West Brom, Michael Keane to West Ham, and Max Ahrens to Wolves. And what I tried to do was look at positions of need Look at realistic targets that I think those clubs could go and get. I didn't want to pick. It would be easy to do the fantasy football thing and go, right, well, like, you know, this club here, Burnley, need a wide player. Federico Chiesa is a really good wide player. It doesn't matter that he costs 60 million and, and maybe hasn't heard of Burnley. Let's stick him in. I tried to be as realistic as possible, both with the pull of the club and the budget. Hopefully I've achieved that. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed listening to that. If not, apologies, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, tomorrow's show, I have John Wallen, the fantasy gaffer, coming on uh, to talk about the upcoming season, give you hints and tips about what to do with your fantasy team this year. Uh, I know a lot of people play it. It's a big, big industry now, and John's one of the very, very best at it. So uh, do check that one out tomorrow. And that's it. That's our show for today. Thanks, as always, to EPLindex.com. Thanks, as always, to our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Do make sure you check out our little competition that we're running on the Twitter machine. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Podcast Network.